Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. My whole focus coming home was just, I wasn't going to give up. So I tell guys that's coming home now, or even still inside, mm-hmm. because a door can get shut inside as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that you just got to keep the faith and say, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get out, and as a man, I'm going to do better. My guests this week are Terrence and Brandy White. Terrence is a co-author of the book, Doing Time With My Son, A Mother and Son's Journey Through Incarceration. And although Brandy is not a co-author, a portion of the book is dedicated to sharing some of her experience during her husband's incarceration. I caught up with Terrence and Brandy during a recent book tour, and they were wonderful and generous guests. In this conversation, we discuss why this book is necessary, how writing impacted Terrence's outlook on life, and how to cope when your loved one is incarcerated. Terrence and Brandy are a dynamic team who have beat the odds, both as a couple and in their individual journeys. I urge you to get a copy of the book during time with my son and invite them to your town to address your community. Drug abuse and incarceration are not problems isolated to any one community or socioeconomic class. These issues are affecting us all. And now, here's my interview with Terrence and Brandy White. Welcome to another edition of the Nora Speaks podcast. I am so grateful to be joined by two wonderful guests, Brandy and Terrence White. Thank you for coming. You're Thank welcome. you for having Thank us. Yes. So, uh, Terrence, you're a co-author of the book Doing Time with My Son that's co-written with your mother. It's a, uh, a, a story about the journey uh, that you and she experienced through uh, incarceration. And uh, Brandy, you're here because you are also a part of that journey. Um, and I think that this is an important book. Um, I love the perspectives that you share, mother and son, and also uh, readers who read the book will also learn about the journey that you took together as husband and wife through that journey. So I'm not really sure where to begin. Uh, I'll let the audience know that you are in Camden, New Jersey. Um, you've done a book talk here, uh, and you've also did a uh, workshop um, uh, for a local nonprofit here in the city. Um, but this is a wonderful story. Why do you think it needed to be told? Um, I think it needed to be told. Well, thank you for having me, um, Camden. <laughs> uh, I think it needed to be told because um, we don't have a lot of family members that supporting our guys that's mm-hmm. in prison. You know, one being that I, I feel like a lot of people get written off mm-hmm. when they, they go away. You know, and being as though that you're in prison doesn't mean that you're going to be bad for the rest of your life. You may have went through a situation and, you know, like I said, I, I was raised well. Mm-hmm. Um, all the rules, principles, everything. Good schools, um, but I just made bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
So I think it's important that people hear our story. You know, if they have a person, that's a way that they can find somewhere in their heart to say, you know what, let me support them. Because I know it can be a change at some point. Right, right. Um, you know, talking about incarceration can be hard for a lot of people. Um, at, from the perspective of someone who has a loved one who's uh, behind bars or a person who's coming out and talking about it. I know for many, it could be a very shameful um, time in their life. And I want to thank you. I haven't had the chance to do so before. I want to thank you because I read this book last year. Thank you for the transparency that you shared and the vulnerability. To me, that is you making an investment in your reader, that we will capture what it is that you're trying to share and share it with others and use the principles and the advice and you know use the guidance that you and others who have contributed to this book. I, I really appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah, it was my pleasure. It helped me as well. Okay, you did say it was therapeutic, and and Brandy, you know, you had just got married. You met the man of your dreams, right? You just got married, and all of a sudden, you're faced with incarceration. Um, and you have a part of the book, a part in the book, um, and we don't hear from you as much. What was that like for you? Well, I'm. It was quite a struggle. I mean, that's, you know, putting it mildly. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, when we were first starting out, it was, you know, we were dating, we were friends, and, you know, we decided that we were going to have this particular life. And as women, you paint this, you have this picture right. of the house and the picket fence and the dog. So, you you know, you go off of that as you're growing up and you're going to have this wedding. And so you have this vision in your head. So when we met and I knew, okay, this is the person that's for me and that, you know, this this is the path we're going to take. And then once all that's ripped away with the knock at the door, you know, it's like the rugs pulled from underneath you. So it's, a, it's you know, you everybody has to make their own choices of what's, what's good for them. And I'm a pretty private person, so I didn't do a whole lot of sharing, mm-hmm. you know, really until now with anyone really for the most part. Um, so it, it was. It's it's everybody's own personal struggle. It's not really a way to say how each person will deal with this particular situation. So, but for me, being personal and private, and and then not knowing anything about that type of lifestyle. I mean, I grew up in private schools as well in the county, and never knew anything about drugs and know about riding the bus. So you know, just we were really sheltered. So you know, it was really new. And but I I could see in him that I was like okay I think this person that the first initial when we met he had an issue that had been lingering from before we mm-hmm. met, um, but he just hadn't gone to court for it. Mm-hmm. So we were still dating and dating for months before he went to court for something that happened years prior. Right. So by that point I'm like oh well that happened years ago. So this is a, now I met this person. This is a different person that I met. Mm-hmm. You know he's changed from what happened years ago. So we continued on and. Um, he did get a, at that point he got a shorter so he got a three-year sentence mm-hmm. well I call it shorter considering what happened later but right. so he got a three-year sentence but I was like you know what I still you know I feel like this it's worth investing in this person I'm gonna wait it out for the three years which I did mm-hmm. um, and we weren't married then mm-hmm. um, so I stuck through it the first three-year sentence and did all the visits all the phone calls you know would race around and to, to not miss a call so, you know, then once that three years was over, he came home, and then we got married. Mm-hmm. So after putting your life on hold, so to speak, for three right. years, 
coming home and deciding, okay, we're going to now get married, buy this house, have that picture. And then he got this, got into a new set of situ- mm-hmm. circumstances and got to 20 years. Then that's when it felt like, okay, now the rug's really pulled out because right. you waited three years after, you know, doing everything you I was supposed to do. So it it's it does a lot to you emotionally and mentally and physically. It's draining, and so it was quite an emotional mm, ride true. along the way. But all all through that, you still really love the person. Right. You still know in your mind that well, this is the person I know I'm supposed to be with, and that I invested in, that I waited for, mm-hmm. that I planned to have all these dreams and everything with. So it was quite quite a, 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 a ride, especially in the beginning stages, you know, and so I decided to do counseling and try to work through all of those emotions that I had never dealt with before, and so it was because it was all really new to me, so it, it was it was quite an emotional, challenging, you know, but slowly but surely, we, you know, I just kept working through it, and we, you know, I kept, even after he left, you know, because we had gone to counseling for a little while as well. And then even when he got sentenced, I continued doing mm. counseling on my own at this point because now he's right. gone. So I was still trying to work through it. Um, so it was it was quite the um, quite the road mm. initially in the beginning. Yeah, certainly. Um, so Terrence, from what I read in the book, um, and I think your sister might have made this comment that um, or something like it that your, your condition at the time really didn't match your character. You know, and you were such a, an admirable, upstanding man. Yep. And your circumstances were were kind of uh, uh, not congruent with who you were in your core. And it seemed like that's what people still saw. Um, they saw past the, the struggle, the hardship, the mistakes. They saw who you were. Um, and, you know, I listened to your mom and talking about raising children and putting it in so that they can have something to tap into later. Um, so once you, you know, you had your moment of awakening, so to speak, um, you were determined to come out um, and and make something of this and 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 be focused and uh, get your life back and be successful. So what was that uh, point of transition that you can you know think back to? And I know you probably talked about it earlier. But what was that moment for you? Well, I love to talk about that. Yeah. So. Uh that that point was, like I said, the the, the writing. Um, I think the the writing of the book, putting down on paper, mm-hmm. opened my eyes up to a lot of things, and that that, that happened in my past. That I felt like affected my adult years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so me actually putting it down and writing and talking about it and. You know, um, I kind of figured out some things that went went bad in my life. Uh, another big part of it was losing my wife. All that time that we went through, when I finally got that divorce paper, mm-hmm. right? It was like, honestly, it was like, oh, you had to grow up now because she kind of, I felt like my wife carried me her and my mother, but at this point, once I married her, I felt like she was carrying me. Right. You know, regardless if I came and paid a bill or did okay to take this, and I just felt like she carried me. So when she left, mm. I felt 
almost like a child. Like, mm. oh man, now you really, you on your own now, what you gonna do? You know, so I, that really kind of made me stand up and say, hold up, okay T, you, 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 you're gonna have to figure this out and you're going home, so you're gonna have to stand up and be a man right. at some point. So that was like a big awakening as well mm-hmm. with losing her, you know. And, um, and I just, you know, like I said, it was like, I'm on, I wouldn't say it was overnight, but it felt like mm-hmm. one day I just woke up and say, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ready to get myself together. Right. You know? And I, I think through the writing, okay. like I said, I, I got to keep going back to the writing. I think through that made me realize, okay, it's time to wake up. You know, mm-hmm. okay, you, you pin, pinpoint certain parts in your life. Now, let's see how you mm-hmm. can make them better. So it sounded like it was really organic. I know sometimes, you know, as parents or as uh, mentors, we want to, you know, try to, we want to turn the switch on for you, for young people, right? We work with them. We, um, but that awakening, that reckoning kind of comes organically on their own with that right moment. So for you, it was with writing. Right. Um, so for young people, um, and, you know, I guess, you know, you're a man, men specifically, do you encourage writing? or it journaling um, to others so that they can, because you know, when you're journaling, you're writing down your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences. Is that something that you encourage others I, to I, do? I really do. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I, I, like you say, as, as men, you, 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 you're not going to like my, my, my wife, my mother used to always say, you don't need to be doing this. You don't need to be hanging with this person. But until I wake up and realize mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really matter what they say, mm-hmm. you know, but I, have to, I had to figure out you know, okay, I don't need to be hanging with this guy. I know what he's doing. I need to kind of stay my distance from him. But I, 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 I suggest for any young man, I mean, you don't have to be, I was 30-some years old when I decided to start. I was, to be exact, I was 34. Mm. So that was something I should have been doing at 18, mm-hmm. 17. So I do encourage young people, and you know what? It's it's, it's crazy because I I've heard that before about and writing. About writing, I heard it before, you know. And and, and you know, it was was weird now that I'm saying that I'm I'm, I'm thinking about it now. It, it's come from when I first caught my time, and a guy saying, you know, falls me writing letters home, writing letters home. The worst thing that used to get to me was her writing me letters mm. and that was the like the light bulb because when I would read her letters it would stick with me for a whole year mm. I might re- I, I could remember every, almost every letter when I'm in there and and one day he was the guy was telling me he said man yeah writing man you can't get away from that mm. so when you write your wife or this and that and other she read the letters she, it's easier for her to hang up on you on the phone right. but when she read those letters it's there you know mm. Like, so that stuck with me too when I was writing. I was like, man, you know, to me writing is sticking with me. Mm. You know, I can kind of pinpoint once I write one part of it, I can say, okay, well, what happened before that to mm. get to this point? So I encourage, I, I really, really encourage it, you know, that, that, that people, if they're going through stuff, and, you know, because I mean, honestly, you don't have nothing else to do in it, you know what I mean? I mean, like, but to figure out your life, you're like right. you, you want to figure out because you you in there and you're in a box. You 
it's, it's 20 hours a day or you know at least 18 you're gonna be inside the, the, the cell mm-hmm. so that was another thing like hey man you ain't all this all this time and you ain't going over watching tv mm-hmm. you know right. so yeah so brandy for young women who are in relationship with uh, men who find themselves incarcerated um and you know, we know that the recidivism is very high, you know, the reto- re, uh, rotating, revolving door. Um, and, you know, some people might have thought, she's crazy, you know, she's crazy. And clearly, it was what you saw that he did. It wasn't just your love for him, but it was your um, affection for the changes that he was making. So for women who may be facing the same kind of circumstances, you know, what kind of advice would you give them as they're trying to figure out, do I stay, do I go, do I come back? What would you say? I, I think I always say that that's really a personal, individual choice, mm-hmm. depending on what their circumstances is, what, you know, what the uh, sentence is, mm-hmm. what their relationship is with the other party. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause for me, I had to just figure it out on my own. Like I, you know, I didn't really share it with friends, really even family. Like even a lot of my friends, when they read the book, um, were really finding out, mm. you know. So I had to make my own decision in my own time. It took a couple years right. in before I could. So, um, but I just knew I still had to live Brandy, right. you know, and still have my own life and our own identity and. I couldn't let that change me or, you know, make my make my life or form my life for me. I had to do that for mm-hmm. myself. So I think that's where I got to the place where I said, okay, I'm going to have to step mm-hmm. away and, you know, um, even though I still loved him. Right. right. Uh, so it was, it was a difficult choice. So some, some of my friends I know when he came home, um, they didn't even know that we had actually gotten divorced. Oh, okay. Right. So, you know, some people say, oh, your friends push you in or guide your decision. My friends mm-hmm. didn't guide any of my decision. Mm-hmm. You know, even my sister always wanted to, oh, well, let's talk. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I'm here. And, you know, people want to be supportive, but they really can't. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of find your own way. And so for you, because you did come back, there were indicators, mm-hmm. right? So what would be some of the indicators? Definitely... For me, it was noticing, visually noticing different changes. Because since I had already seen with my own eye and lived it when he was home previously, I had to see and witness the actual change and feel the change and notice the different conversation. So I just had to look for for things that I didn't see before that I know I should see. Because it would be easy to just to fall back in because you know you love the person and you, you can still got that picture in your head right. that I was talking about. So it would be easy to get wrapped right back up. But I knew I had to really pay attention and notice certain changes and a different, you know, so I have different conversations, notice different friends, mm. you know, different places he would travel. So I just had to, when I could see visually and mm. I knew and felt confident that, okay, it's... Yeah. different so that's going to be different for everybody right. too so it's really not a 
one size here's fits a all. bullet point that you yeah. can do that's going to work uh, all, one mm -hmm. size fits all mm -hmm. it's just you really have to be aware mm -hmm. and so Terrence would you agree that you know it's it's what the person's doing that oh, yeah, absolutely because uh, you know a lot of my stuff like the things that she's saying about like girlfriends I kept a secret from her for years mm -hmm. you know so she never really knew about girl. she didn't see she was like the once I met her I'm so much into the streets, she's a prime candidate because she knows nothing. Mm -hmm. So it was easy to hide mm -hmm. until things got bad on my end. Mm -hmm. Whereas though now we actually together, we're living together, so can't hide but so much. Right. You know, and now she's trying to figure it out, so she's looking under the, the rug, she's yeah. looking in cabinets. She, yeah, I became an she became the right. she became the FBI. The CIA, yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean that, that that part of it, yeah. So I knew and I used to tell her even when I was in, in there, like, I stopped saying what I was going to do when I got home. Mm -hmm. I stopped telling my mother that. I stopped mm -hmm. telling people, yeah, because that's God's favorite. Like, yeah, when I get home, I'm going to do that. I, I stopped it. I didn't, mm -hmm. you know, I just said, when I get home, I'm going to do what's best for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what I kept in my mind. And, and I said, you know what, if she notice it, mm -hmm. then we can get back together. Right. If not, then I'm going to have to move on and... That's it. So um, yeah, that, that that was it for me. But I, I wanted to make a change, and I I, I guess I felt like for with, with, with Brandy, I wanted to make her uh, wanted to do. I felt like almost that I owed her. Mm -hmm. You know, the good. You know, and, and honestly, like you know, I dated other women when I came home, and we still were dating. And I was like, I felt like, hold up, man. I can't get this other woman what she's supposed to be getting. She's been there, you know. You know, I guess that was a part of the writing in me growing up. Right. Because I, 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 at toward the end, I forgave her for what I thought she did wrong. <laughs> you know. Right. Right. And that that was like a big part of, you know, my, my healing with me. Mm. That I wasn't that I, I was angry. Yeah. You know, but I, I said that I wasn't going to give nobody else what she deserved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think um, the book is very educational for service providers, people who are, you know, helping um, families who are on the outside supporting incarcerated loved ones, as well as uh, people who support those who are incarcerated and, and managing that. And, I mean, to me, this, this book is like a community service project. I really see it that way. Um, doing time with my son, a mother and sons, enduring love through incarceration. And um, there's just a lot of benefit that was gained by you making, allowing yourself to be uncomfortable and write your journey, you know. And, you know, Brandy, the portion that you play, that you have in the book, and obviously you have in Terrence's life, um, certainly uh, gives us all um, hope, but the, the realism, you know, the authenticity. Um, and, you know, your strength as a woman, you know, and as a black woman. I uh, believe that through the work that we do, it should be the movement. And I believe that this book and you, Terrence, what you're doing and traveling with your family and with your mother and talking about it is wonderful. So um, to those who are listening, I encourage you to uh, purchase your copy of Doing Time with My Son, A Mother and Son's Enduring Love Through Incarceration. I will have links to the website where the book can be purchased in the show notes. Um, but just in closing, um, I'll start with you, Brandy. Is there anything that you would like to share with the audience? 
Um, I would just say, you know, through whatever struggles that you might go through to not lose yourself within them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still want to always put yourself first, even though you have your loved ones going through different things. I would just say never lose who you are and mm-hmm. lose sight of, you know, the bigger picture, which is you being happy. and Because that, that's, that's the end of the story is mm-hmm. making our all all of us finding our our happiness whatever that may be for each individual person Mm -hmm. just not finding not losing yourself in the midst of whatever Mm -hmm. the chaos is at that time you know just if i could add i think what 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 it sounds like to me you're saying is you had to do what you had to do so that you could stay whole yes to receive who he was when he he came back as he was you know helping to um, make himself whole yes you were um maintaining your wholeness yes so that you would still be able to find each other whole yes and healthy correct yeah. any closing thoughts yeah for me i want to say uh for the guys that's still incarcerated and the ones that came home that i think that hope and staying encouraged mm-hmm. will keep them strong you mm-hmm. know i think to me, I just feel like the old saying where people say, if a door gets shut in your face, just try another one. Like, my whole focus coming home was just, I wasn't going to give up. So I tell guys that's coming home now, or even still inside, because a door can get shut inside as well. You know, that you just got to keep the faith and say, it's going to get better. I'm going to get out, and as a man, I'm going to do better. So that's like important. For me, I knew that when I came home, I, I kept saying, no matter what happened, I'm going to stay on this path. Because mm-hmm. eventually, a door will open up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even if it's McDonald's, something's going to happen, you know? And, um, you know, you have mostly, I want to add this in, like you have some women, I believe, like when men come home or, you know, they're they losing their loved ones and stuff like that, they come home and, some women don't want the guy working McDonald's. Right. You know, right. you can't work at McDonald's. You going? You know, what's, what's that going to do for us? Right. She was there for me. Mm-hmm. Where you wanted, wherever you, whatever you doing, she was supporting. Mm-hmm. She got me the car wash job. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. she was, she she was supportive in all that. That's why I say like today is no problem in mm-hmm. making sure her and the family are whole because all she wanted was me. Yeah. So it wasn't about money it wasn't about oh he can pay everything in the house he can do this she just wanted mm-hmm. turns and right. like I just respect that so for me like I say I just want the guys to stay focused have hope and make sure they take care of themselves because everything else down the line will fall in place mm-hmm. as long as they were straight yes I want to thank you both for being very gracious guests I know that you've had a very long weekend and you have to hit the highway um, and you traveled this far with your family I would encourage you to keep on doing the work that you're doing. Um, Brandy, I think that you have, um, you know, I think that there's a great book in you. <laughs> and, um, you know, and there's a role for you in this and work for you in this too, you know. I think that everything that um, you're doing here is necessary and I appreciate you and I thank you for the time. Thanks thank for having you. us, thank you. thank you again for listening to the Nora Speaks podcast. Be on the lookout for another episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, norazahira.com. Or if you have a listener question that you would like me to answer on air, you can email me 
at questions at norazahira.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at Noor Zahira Muhammad and on Instagram at z 20 I'll be sure to include links to the above in today's show notes. If this show has value to you, please like and subscribe and share it out with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace. <laughs>